Hello and welcome back to season two of The Positive Pod, everyone. My name's Dr. Michael Walsh. I have spent most of my career as a licensed professional counselor and certified rehabilitation counselor, kind of trolling the literature to look for what are the things that can help people to be happiest and to live their best lives. And I'm happy to share some of what I've learned with you. So join us as we embark on season two of The Positive Pod. See if we can learn something together. What if I told you that for hundreds of years in counseling and psychology, we've spent all of our time thinking about why people didn't do what's good for them? What if I told you that there was some literature out there specifically based on what makes up our well-being and what makes us happiest? This season on The Positive Pod, we're going to explore a lot of that literature. We're going to have interviews with nationally renowned figures on the subject. We're going to generally try to learn something together. So stick around. Glad you're with us. You ever really wonder what makes us happiest? What could really lead our lives to flourish? Well, if so, you're not alone. People were wondering this hundreds of years ago. Psychology spent a lot of time thinking about why people don't do what's good for them. But way back as far as the ancient Greeks and Aristotle came up with a concept called eudaimonia, which a lot of people translated to mean happiness. But if you look a little bit deeper at the context and and his writings, what it really meant is to flourish. And I think that's really what a lot of us are looking for. We're looking for ways that we can live the best life we can live, the most meaningful life we can live. And that goes beyond just simple happiness. It goes into how deeply meaningful our life is. It goes into a lot of different things. And so in recent times, since about the mid-2000s or so, folks have been spending more and more time paying attention to what are those factors that really enhance quality of life, that go beyond just momentary happiness, that go beyond simple, maybe emotional happiness in the, within the moment, and go towards leading a fulfilled life, leading a, an enriched life. And <clears throat> so the good news about that is the psychological literature has really kind of delved into that in recent years. And I want to share some of that with you. So like we always do on the Positive Pod, we are basing today's episode on an uh, article in the psychological literature, and this one comes from Psychotherapy and Psychosomatics, and it is called Psychological Well-Being Revisited Advances in the Science and Practice of Eudaimonia, right? There's there's Aristotle again. Carol Riff has been, uh, R-Y-F-F, has been someone who's writing, who's written about eudonia and the science of well-being for quite some time. And I want to share, uh, this is a 2014 article, and I want to share a little bit about what she found. So here's the cool part. Riff did a, a fairly extensive analysis of the psychological literature, and she found six factors that really contributed to ultimate quality of life and well-being and meaningfulness of life. And here they are. Autonomy, environmental mastery, personal growth, positive relations with others, purpose in life, and self-acceptance. And so let me go through those one by one and talk a little bit about what they mean. So let's start off with the first one, autonomy. The folks that score highest on autonomy are able to, uh, they're self-determinant, they're independent, they're able to resist social pressures, 
they're, they're going to think and act in ways that are consistent with their internal sort of compass. They regulate behavior from within. They evaluate their self by themselves by their personal standards. Lower scores on autonomy are tend to be concerned about the expectations and evaluations of others. They rely on judgments of others to make important decisions, and they tend to, to conform to social pressure, pressures to think and act in certain ways. So, and we can recognize ourselves right on 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 that continuum somewhere if we're honest with ourselves. And it's one way to assess, you know, it, from an autonomy perspective, am I living the life I want to live? So the next one here is environmental mastery. And high scorers there have a sense of mastery and competence in managing the environment, the things around them. They control a complex array of external activities. They make effective use of surrounding opportunities. They connect with others, um, are able to choose and create contexts that are suitable to themselves and their personal needs and values. Folks that scored a little lower on that um, environmental mastery scale uh, had kind of difficulty managing everyday affairs. They felt unable to change or improve or have a positive impact um, on surrounding context and things aware uh, around them. They were kind of relatively unaware of surrounding activities and they lacked a sense of control over the external world. So again, we can recognize ourselves in that continuum somewhere and ask ourselves so from an environmental mastery standpoint, uh, you know, where am I and am I leading the life that I want to live? Hey, the next one here, personal growth. Higher scorers had a, a higher feelings of continued development. They see themselves as growing and expanding. They're open to new experiences, um, have a sense of realizing their potential. They see improvement in self and behavior over time. Um, and and they're, they're changing and open to adapting in ways that reflect more self-knowledge and effectiveness. Lower scorers, on the other hand, have a sense of personal stagnation. They're not going anywhere. They lack a sense of uh, improvement or expansion over time. They feel bored or uninterested with life. Um, they feel unable to develop new attitudes or behaviors. And again, there's a there we're somewhere on that spectrum, and we can ask ourselves: Are we? Where are we on that spectrum? And what can we do to get back to um, to to being a, to scoring a little bit higher on that particular aspect? Okay, the next one: positive relationships with others. Um, Higher scorers have warm, satisfying, trusting relationships with other people, tend to be capable of really strong empathy, affection, and intimacy. They understand give and take in human relationships. Lower scorers, on the other hand, um, they had few close and trusting relationships. They found it more difficult to be warm and open and concerned about others. Um, they're isolated and frustrated in interpersonal relationships, not willing to make compromises or sustain important ties with others. So again, we can we can recognize ourselves on that continuum. And important to note here, that doesn't have anything to do with introverted or extroverted, right? Introverts can have really positive relationships with others. Extroverts can have positive relationships with others. This is more about do you feel capable of, of initiating and maintaining the relationships and positive relationships with others that you choose to. Okay, the next one, and this, is, this has been talked about a lot lately, purpose in life. Um, higher scores had po have pos had goals in life and a sense of directiveness. They felt that there's meaning to present present and past life. <clears throat> they hold beliefs that give life purpose. They have aims and objectives for living. In other words, they really have a reason to get out of bed in the morning and to move forward. And they know, they're clear on what that reason is. Lower scores had lack a sense of meaning in life. They don't. They tend to have fewer goals and aims. They lack a little bit of sense of direction. And they don't see the purpose in their past life. 
Um, they don't have outlooks or beliefs that give life meaning. We've all found ourselves somewhere on that continuum and maybe even found ourselves lower scoring in that, in, in that aspect at some point in our lives. But typically what happens is we find that purpose, we find that engagement piece, and then everything starts to shift within that. So it's a clue <clears throat> to if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling like you're scoring lower on that purpose in life track, it's a clue to start looking for the things that can really engage you. Um, the the literature is absolutely crystal clear that the the folks that have that find meaningful purpose in life and it doesn't necessarily have to be in what we do for a living it can be but it doesn't have to be uh, but the folks that find purpose in in living really tend to live more enriched and a little bit fuller lives so if we're scoring lower on any of these it can be a clue to start looking at what ways and opportunities that we can begin to score a little bit higher. And the last one, self-acceptance. The highest scorers uh, possessed a positive attitude towards themselves. They acknowledged, they accepted uh, multiple aspects of themselves, and they accepted that sort of without judgment, uh, including uh, good and bad qualities. Uh, and they feel positive about the life they've lived up till now. Lower scorers in terms of self-acceptance felt a little bit dissatisfied with themselves. They were disappointed in what's occurred in the past in their life, and they're troubled about certain personal qualities, um, and they wish that things were different. Uh, they wish that they were different from what they are. So again, we can recognize ourselves at various points in that continuum, and maybe we've been on that continuum at various points in our lives. Um, the question to start asking ourselves is, how and where can we take the opportunities to accept ourselves a little bit better? So, okay, how do we use this? So one of the ways we might use this is if we recognize ourselves somewhere on the autonomy scale or any of these scales, one thing we might do is look for the opportunities to challenge ourselves in those specific areas. What are the opportunities to get a little bit better with autonomy or environmental mastery or personal growth or positive relations or purpose in life or self-acceptance? Now, what we have are the opportunities for context. We can pinpoint there's an area where I might want to enhance or improve there's an area where I might want to work on. And if we can honestly rate ourselves, rate yourselves on a scale of one to 10 on each of these, are we, are we scoring high? Are we scoring lower? And then what are our opportunities within our own context, within our own life to inch those scores upwards? I think we might find that we've got a blueprint for how to live our best life. So join us for the rest of season two as we look into each of these in a little bit more detail and we try to chew on what we can do, what are the opportunities in each of these particular areas to live the best life that we can live. Hope this was helpful for you. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. you got the nerve to say that you don't want me no more. Have you got the nerve to say that you don't